Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Conversations. On today's episode, we have friend of the show, guitar god, Cole Rowland, back for another great conversation. Cole's a great guy who is unbelievably talented. And you know what? I'm not even going to hold you back with a long intro because we get into so much. So let's just get to it. And let's begin with Cole's cover of the track Drown by Bring Me the Horizon. Enjoy.
All right, everyone. We are back, and I am very excited because we have returning Canadian guitar god, Cole Rowland, back on the show after over two years. Cole, can you believe that? Man, the first thing all of you Americans do when you introduce me <laughs> is mention the fact that I'm Canadian every single time. Honestly, I thought about not putting it in, but I do, <laughs> I do love talking to international people. I think I do it with Lauren Babic too. I'm sure you do. Oh, dude, it's great to be back, man. There's so much as uh, so much has happened in the past couple of years. Dude. I'm excited to hear about it. It is really weird to think about that. I was going back and like looking at my old notes section, like, oh, what did I put down mm -hmm. for Cole? And <laughs> it's pretty damn funny. But I would be genuinely interested to see that. I should send that over. I really should. You I'll should. do that after oh, the show. Man, it's so <laughs> oh, dude. Because like, I swear, I I think it happens like once every year and a half for me i decide to just like rebrand and yes. just like go in a totally different direction and i am so thankful that like every, like people have supported me on that because like you know it's crazy <laughs> well i just decide i don't like something anymore that's the way to do it man i mean why go ahead and keep doing the same old same old if you're not enjoying it as much you know so so true man especially if you gotta like put so much time into it you gotta like love what you're doing if you're gonna grind it out all the time for sure exactly and you are one of those people like there are a few people i can name off on my hand that i've had on the show that do like a shit ton of stuff just over and over and over again you got to be one <laughs> of the hardest working people that i know thanks man oh man i like made my day oh, thank you <laughs> absolutely well appreciate it buddy let's talk about really quick uh, maybe not even quick we actually yeah, now I got to retrain my thought. I heard the echo and then that threw me off. Oh, you're all, you're all good. So going back, to, <laughs> going back to what you said, see, Cole and I just had an off-air talk because I'm hearing a weird echo, so we'll try and get through that. So Cole, what you had mentioned before about rebranding, I wanted to mention the whole C&R that you do now, your image, that's fucking awesome. Thanks, man. Oh, man, I, I worked so hard to figure out exactly how we wanted to kind of like so long story short last year um i had a bunch of personal stuff go on and in the midst of that like so like me me and my long-term girlfriend broke up and oh. then i mo moved into a new place built a new studio and like i work uh, a full-time job as a chemical engineer too so yep. we had like a, a major project at work going on and this is all happening at the same time i took like three months off of making videos i didn't want to but like I had to right and uh partly for my own sanity too <laughs> and uh I uh decided like when I came back that's when we like started shooting in the new studio we jumped everything up to like 4k quality up the audio quality like everything was just a big jump and I was like let's go deep let's like rebrand everything launch like merchandise at the same time and just come in hot yep with like a really like really like cohesive fluid release and uh Thank you, man. Like I, I appreciate that. Like that that you think it looks good. Oh, absolutely. Not only does the whole, you know, signature look great, but then, like you mentioned, the studio is fucking awesome. Your merch is great. Like I am definitely getting those picks because I remember seeing oh, those. Man. Oh, those are so nice. I got you covered, man. I'll send a, send some out. Yes. See, that's why I do it. So I have free got stuff it, coming to me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime, man. Well, what you brought up again is very interesting because we talked about this on the last time you were on the show. You and I are both chemical engineers. So when you see yeah, all the yeah. stuff, yeah, when you see all the stuff that you're doing, and I know like podcasting is a little different, but 
I'm normally putting out, you know, three to five hours of brand new material every week. You know, I have three shows. Mm -hmm. You're putting out videos all the time. You're working. I mean, you actually have to practice guitar. I don't really have to practice talking. Maybe people think I should, but I don't really have to do that. With you, you're doing a a full-time job. Uh, Well, talking, yeah. I should probably be better at it. Probably. For sure. (laughs) Dude, no. That's honestly like, oh, man, I have so much to say. that Like podcasting in general like i'm major like podcast nerd too i love this stuff i, I listen to it i, I swear like oh uh, I, cr- I crush podcasts every day like i love i love listening to them man i probably like could ask you some of the some of your favorite ones you like too but um i feel like even just listening to other people talk on them like first of all you're learning a lot right like to, you know depending on what you're listening to it's like educating you and it's making you a better conversationalist too like yes. you you like listen to people better just you know in like everyday situations um you're more comfortable talking with people i don't know i've like found it's it's like changed me in such a positive way in terms of like interacting with people yeah and i mean you mentioned unfortunately going through a big breakup and then you know changing your life i find that when i have the time which isn't that often because of how much i'm doing but when i get to go out on dates i find my conversation skills are so much better than they used to be Absolutely, man. That It's such a big plus. It's really, really good. Unfortunately, the thing I have to watch out for is I normally almost end up turning into an interview, and that is not the point. <laughs> <laughs> that's, ama- that's so funny because I could 1 million percent see that happening. Yeah, I was out with a girl like last week, and she made the note like she had to put out that she was like, wow, you are really good at listening and asking poignant questions. No girl has ever said that before. Actually, yeah, man, that's that's <laughs> actually like a that's a massive compliment, though. Yeah, it made me feel good. So I'm assuming now, are you going out? Are you dating? Are you doing that kind of thing? Has your you know listening to podcasts has that helped you in that situation? Oh man, like just like I said, like in in general, like not even just like you know with dating or anything like that. Like I mean, especially with that, but uh, in general, just in general with like talking to people and you know. Um, being able to add more to a conversation than just like typical like small talk right. and stuff like that. You can you can like engage with people a lot better and you know kind of uh, like the flow of a conversation when it's kind of like come to come to an end and like some people are just like really awkward at like yes. closing conversations. <laughs> <laughs> so I've become like a lot better at that. You know, just I don't know. It just is such a big plus, man. I definitely have gotten that from podcasts. Yeah. Um, you like edit all your content and stuff too, right? Like you do everything yourself. So that's like something a lot of people don't know is like it's not like you know we just sit here uh, we have the conversation it records and then you immediately hit upload right. like there's right. so many steps and same <laughs> thing with my videos too man like from from the point that i decide that i want to cover a song like there is like so many steps that we oh, go yeah. through before it before it finally hits youtube and then once you upload it to youtube there's like so many steps you have to do like yep oh dude you you got to get some uh, i don't know if you have like a lot of like youtube people on the podcast but um youtube like uploading a youtube video has become like an hour to two hour process now i did hear it goes live yep i Uh, did hear that it's it is insane like i used to i remember back when i first started making them you would post it it would go live and then i would just walk away right and go do whatever i wanted to do now i'm at my computer frantically like doing stuff for at least an hour every single time (laughs) it's out of control that's crazy now are you one of the people that's sticking with YouTube or have you kind of moved away? I kind of take the example of Jared Alonji. 
for instance. You know, he did that whole thing where he said, hey, you know, I'm not making any money here. I'm spending a lot of time here. I'm just going to move away and kind of make my own, you know, brand and content. Have you thought about doing that? I know you have many. I mean, you have your website that you post things to. You have Twitter. You have, you know, Facebook. Um, I have always tried to keep like doors open Mm -hmm. and that's why it's interesting you know when uh when new social networks come along i always have like the initial feeling of oh man i don't (laughs) want to do another i don't want to do another one like it's already there's already too many um but at the same time i am definitely open to the possibility of something better Mm -hmm. because i know i'm not the first person to say it youtube's done some pretty fucked up stuff (laughs) Mm -hmm. they've done some made some pretty bad moves, uh, especially in the past year. Um, and you know, like that still is my, my main platform, like by far my like most engaged platform. Uh, but you know, the stuff like Instagram has been like majorly on the rise and like very rapidly, um, once they start to get like some solid monetization options, Oh yeah, that would be big. Um, and again, like it's tough for, what I do. Cause like, you know, for the most part, I am covering people's songs and that's something I do kind of want to get into for anyone that listens to your show that like covers songs. Like there's, there's lots of ways that you can make money doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you kind of got to think outside the box. Right. Um, yeah. So for the most part, man, to answer your question, like with YouTube, it's, I'm just going to keep playing the game for now. Okay. Um, and tr- yeah. And try and just like, you know, put out as much content as I can without sacrificing the quality of it. Right. And I mean, with all you've done to continue that quality, yeah, you definitely wouldn't want to sacrifice any of it. Because like you said, you did the whole 4K studio. You did all that. I mean, when I watch it, I'm like, holy shit, I remember that guy from back then. <laughs> oh, man. It's a lot from like, man, when the last time you had me on, that's what me and Lauren were making a lot of videos at that time, I remember. Yep. Um, and you had you had us both on your podcast really close to each other. I, I can't remember who was on it first, but... I think it was... It was you, I think, and then Lauren, and then Lauren again. So this is now. Now you guys are tied. Uh, okay. Now you're tied again. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, she's she's got a lot of cool stuff going on. Like you mentioned, Jared launch. So you obviously know about like crazy eighty eight yep. stuff. I help with that Kickstarter, so I am looking forward to that. Me too, man. Hell yeah. I get to. You know what I get to do? I look. I went way out because I'm a huge, huge fan. I did the whole name the song, so I'm hoping that I get to put like Ian hates somewhere in there. Oh, dude. I hope so, too. That's my plan. Ian hates Crazy 88. Oh, see, I would love that. I would love that. It's perfect. <laughs> I actually, oh, I just, actually, I just had Lauren down to my studio about a month ago now. Holy shit. Um, and we tracked, like, an original song and stuff. Oh. Now the ball's in my, yeah, the ball's in my court to, like, produce it now. And okay. my schedule is just out of control. Right. So I need, I need to finish that, but. Yeah, bit of a teaser to anyone. Um, potential original song coming soon. I'm excited. Well, that was going to be yeah. – see, I, if I sent you my cheat sheet, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you was I was wondering if something like New Perspective was on the horizon at all. So maybe something? Yeah. Uh, I'm really like my, – my biggest concern is you know getting my production skills up to where I want them because like I have all the ideas and like I know how to produce, but – not up to the standard of like you know like really making your ideas 100 percent come to life right right good um <laughs> whereas like you know i might just have to bite the bullet and source it out to someone that's just an absolute production beast uh, sure. and then we can yeah we can just grind out two or three songs in a weekend and make them really awesome oh man so that's that might be the thing yeah i've got tons of ideas it's just making them happen because i'm not like a beast producer <laughs> but 
You're too busy doing everything else. Oh, man. <laughs> I need – there's not enough hours in a day. <laughs> no. You know what? That has become my motto for so long. Like we were talking before we went on air about what the turnaround time is for these. And before it used to be, okay, yeah, three, four days maybe. Now it's like a month. That's what it is just because I'm putting yeah. out original shows every week and then – as you know, you know, when you try and get someone either to come in to record or, you know, like doing an interview or something, it's hard to get people locked down. So when someone says, hey, I have the time, you kind of drop everything most of the time and you just do it because, you know, as long as it's like locked and ready to go, at least it's there. Otherwise, you might be scheduling two to three months down the road. Dude, that's so true. Um, I've been like, now I source out my camera work to uh, my my friend Rory, my roommate Kyle is like my best friend. Mm -hmm. Shot all my videos from you know, twenty thirteen to twenty seventeen, wow. and then I once we moved into the new studio, I started sourcing out the video um, to a professional, and when i can get him in here like he's he's really good for like coming like on the fly mm -hmm. but like now we're shooting two three videos in a session wow so now they're like they're stockpiled like crazy so now like you know i wanted to do it before the summer so i wasn't living inside all summer <laughs> right great uh, idea so the goal with it was to stockpile like throwback songs you know ones that aren't uh time sensitive right so for example, um, I got like a, a Breaking Benjamin cover that's already been good to go for oh, two weeks. Nice. And it's like, it's scheduled, like I have them scheduled out for the next four to five weeks, like what my next videos are. Awesome. And then like, what, if a big one comes out, you know, like a really time sensitive, let's say like a new Chainsmokers song comes out or something like that. And I want to cover it, mm -hmm. then we'll bang that off. And then we still have like tons of content lined up and I'm never going to miss a week. <laughs> like exactly. it's going to be, yeah. <laughs> It's the so way to that's, go. That's the goal. Yeah. No, you're doing it absolutely right. And I mean, to a lesser extent, like I said, with podcasting, it's the same way. It's I have three to four interviews right now that still need to go out. But and I would I would yeah. just put them out. I would put them out all together if I could. I don't care. Like the point of the interviews is to get people to listen to the band's music because I love their music. But I have to go through all of them. And even though I'm not editing what they're saying, I still need to go through and produce it. You know, you have to go through and try and take things yep. out, weird sounds, you know, when you stop talking for some reason, like, you know, someone had to go use the restroom or something. You got to take that stuff out. This isn't just a live broadcast. So. Oh, so true. Oh, man, that actually would take a while to edit just because of the sheer volume yep. of content that you have there. Like, so, oh, dude, that I shouldn't even think about that. That's a lot. Yeah. So every <laughs> like I know people probably don't care as much about this, but I mean, I'm about to ask you a similar question. When I go through, let's say it's a hour and a half talk, I am going through that every nanosecond of that yep. talk to make sure that everything flows correctly. So that takes probably around five to eight hours. You're a beast, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I gain, oh man, I just gained so much respect for the people that edit podcasts. <laughs> oh, well, that's now, here's the thing there aren't that many people that really edit podcasts. I like to show that the money I put into this actually matters, like sound quality and you know how things flow. There are a lot of people that actually just record and then they throw it out there, which is fine. That's their yeah. own style, right? But I like things to be a little bit more polished unless I am doing a live interview where I'm, you know, literally sitting by the person. And then we'll just, you know, yeah. throw it out because that makes sense. It's a raw live conversation. 
Oh man, I would love to do one of these live sometime. That'd be so cool. And then we could get like if we did like an Instagram live thing or something, that'd be badass. And we actually we actually just did that for Ian Hates Music. We did the first live show and it actually turned out really well. It's just Instagram isn't the best when you have multiple people talking at separate locations. But if you're all together, mm. that's when it works a little bit better. Oh, okay, gotcha. But let me now sorry, I have talked way more about myself than I planned on. Let me ask you when you're doing a video especially and you talk about having a professional that's coming in and you know doing the videography and you're doing actual real I mean you're playing the guitar it's amazing how many takes do you do per each track is that like a one time through thing like how long does it take you to put all that stuff together um okay so i guess video process from start to finish um it's a bit different depending on the genre of the song because like i do like a mix of you know between like the edm kind of like pop stuff and then like rock and metal right uh, but i've been trying to kind of go back and forth because different parts of my audience like prefer different stuff so sure. um if i'm doing like a rock metal song there's a lot less parts that i have to write because you know to like add to something that's already busier um doesn't really doesn't really call for that it's just going to get like really muddy and and kind of convoluted so with the the pop edm ones take a lot longer because i gotta like write more parts um come up with kind of like my own counter melodies and stuff like that mm -hmm. so i'll i'll pre-record everything so like i write stuff i pre-record everything for the video just so it's like top-notch quality um mix and master it to the best of my ability mm -hmm. um and i do like I, I run presets for everything now because it's just so much easier right um just like you know slap like you'd slap like a mastering preset on like the podcast audio or something yeah exactly so yep. yeah so we'll get that um and the way my work schedule is like i'll i'll have like a week off straight so i'll go like the first three days try and bang off like a minimum two covers um audio wise then rory comes in uh then we'll shoot two and then my next few days off is gonna be spent editing doing like all the color grades um the intro and outro sequences for like sponsors my patreon people like all that stuff gets added in and yeah like oh man there's so many steps and then like the, the posting the posting yes. is just the most stressful thing ever <laughs> anyone that does youtube just oh dude ask them like from the when you hit that upload button my heart rate just jumps right. <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> it's i sound i sound so weird for saying that man but like i just get like major stressed out after i hit that public button on a video wow so the actual putting everything together and editing doesn't stress you out it's just once you know you have to go through all the <laughs> bullshit that you have to go through that's the one that got once you. i know once i know it's on the internet forever that's when i start uh <laughs> start stressing out a bit right, right. <laughs> oh man wow i guess You're i never like, thought huh, about that never, never thought about it like that <laughs> exactly see there you go same wavelength there yeah i mean i do a few videos that i put online for youtube but that's one of the mediums where we don't seem to get as many hits so it's like most people are fine just listening they don't need pictures in the background at least for you know for talking I for long periods of time so at some point, we might do it because we might start doing live shows for the movies one. I'm going to be doing a relationship one soon. Oh, nice. Yeah, that might that might get a little cool, bit more man. video stuff. Yeah, if I can ever find time. Like you said, not enough hours in the day. So true, man. Um, yeah, that's, oh, that's so many people. And like that's an interesting point, too, with YouTube. I've talked to so many of, of like my friends that are also creators about this. I was like, hey, if you had to start from square one tomorrow let's say you know 
you've never had a- any of like the kind of uh, you, your audience is gone. You've like never actually done anything. It's all from ground zero. So you don't have like a pre-existing a- like to stand on. Mm-hmm. And you decided that you just, you know, wanted to do the same thing and you had to start from ground zero again. How would you go about doing it? Because so many of us have been doing it for years. Like, man, I've been, I've been making YouTube videos for almost eight years, which is crazy nutty to think about yeah but think but in eight years oh my god everything has changed so much and that's where you see a lot of channels kind of fade in and out because they don't keep up with like a certain trend like things the way that content is like consumed has changed so much the way that you can't use the same techniques that you used eight years ago they won't work like you you have to adapt yeah you can't even do that from two years ago nope no you can't yeah you have to that's why you have to be like very current man like you can't uh, I feel like I couldn't um, just blindly, you know, just like post stuff on social media, but like never interact with other people or see what other people are doing. I actually like to set aside time to kind of like research what other people are doing and like what's working for them. It's a good idea. Yeah, because things change so much and you're like, oh man, like that's actually a really interesting way that this person like structured their tweet or structured their Instagram post. And it was just like really, you know, engaging for me to look at. I don't know, like what draws your eye right. and kind of stuff like that. No, I've definitely seen the way that you interact on social media between Facebook and Twitter and everything. You're using like different symbols. You're using like a different format on how it's very interesting because I I can say for sure I am terrible at marketing. Awful. It's hard, man. Yeah. I never I mean, I and I don't know, maybe this is, you know, it's part of our biology because you and I are chemical engineers. Sometimes I think we're different breeds. Because that's not the way my mind works. I don't have a business mind. Oh, I I never did <laughs> until I realized that I needed to. Right. <laughs> I got to get with that kind of thing there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is so necessary. And like there's so many times that I've just been real frustrated with it. You know, where it's – I don't know. This is where I kind of like I just want a manager or something yes. <laughs> to help me. Because I, I'm just like sitting here being like – Oh, I just, man, I just want to play guitar. Like, I just want to make music. I don't want to have to like think about all this stuff. And it, it, it's things that are necessary, but they kind of take away from time that could be used to like, you know, be making the content that right. creates anything for me. So yeah, um, that's where it does get kind of tough. But I mean, like I said, man, it is really necessary. I guess since you mentioned it, obviously you love playing guitar. Out of all the other aspects of everything. Is there anything else you enjoy, maybe not on the same level, but any part of the whole process that you enjoy a lot? Oh, so much. Okay. Um, okay. When big time, like, um, obviously, you know, guitar is like my main thing, but it's always so much fun to learn something new and then like really see like progress with that. Like I've been recently, I've been learning the piano and oh. like, it's been so addicting to like see progress with that. Cause it's so fun, man. Right. Like, uh, same thing with like video editing uh like uh my camera guy rory was teaching me how to do like color grading and stuff like that make the videos like a lot more like punchy and crisp yeah um like i've always wanted to i had no idea how to do that before he showed me and now i'm like addicted to it i'm <laughs> i've been editing all my photos in like lightroom and photoshop and learning how to use those a lot better yep and the quality is just so much like i don't know it's just way it looks way better so it's been really fun to learn new software, new instruments, like new production techniques and stuff. Like I'm, I'm addicted to learning like new techniques that uh, are going to benefit it. Right. Yeah. And I think anyone who has seen your videos, especially now knows that you put a shit ton of time into them because they look really professional. 
Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. No, for sure. Now, let me, I'm just going to skew this. We've been going off on tangents, which I love, but I, I do want to make sure that I, <laughs> Sorry. believe me, I love it. And we're going to go way back, I'm sure. But I did want to mention something that you brought up about kind of trying to appease the different parts of your fan base, because obviously I, most of the time, I'm more on the rock metal side. And we had talked about that before as yep. well. One of the big things that you've done most recently, I would say, or your evolution has been doing those EDM guitar solos and guitar covers based on EDM music. And I just want to know, I know you were a fan, but how did your fans react to that change? Oh, it was, uh, it was a transition period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of reassurance to myself that everything was going to be all right because sure. <laughs> some people were fucking pissed man right. and like it, the thing okay the thing is like it was first and foremost something that became just like really exciting for me like we just like i just said like it's really cool to see to try something new and to like actually see results with it it's just like working out and stuff like you right. know people get addicted to seeing results with something mm-hmm uh, so I did, I just decided I randomly did like a one-off cover of uh, Cruella, if you've ever heard of them. Yeah. Well, from you, that's and, how I know. And, okay, cool. Cool. That's awesome. So uh, it's, it's, it's sweet because they kind of saw like um, a lot of people from my fan base were introduced to their music through me doing a guitar cover of it. Right. And they were so sick and they like reposted my video. That's awesome. And that, like, I just randomly decided to do it like one-off. And uh, they reposted my video, and the next day I get an email being like, "Does Cole want to play live with us?" Wow, and I was like, that's so sick! Yeah, so that was really cool. That's awesome. Out of nowhere, and then I was just like, boom, addicted to that, and uh, I started pumping out like the EDM stuff a yep. lot more, and I started getting a lot of like artist support, which is like obviously the goal for anyone that covers songs. Like if right. the artist, if the artist supports your cover enough to like repost it or even go, you know, like next step, ask you to come play live with them. So I've done like a few live ones and like some have been like really sick Very nice. um and they've all been in like the edm thing so okay. yeah, i was i picked like a, a niche that no one else was really doing and tried to capitalize on it as much as i could right um if you've ever heard of a drummer called matt mcguire he does a similar thing to me he oh. is absolutely crushing it yeah if, yeah if you know matt he uh, is the drummer for the chain smokers now yeah. so okay. he has been like a big source of motivation because like he has really set the bar high for what is possible for someone that started off doing covers on youtube mm -hmm. and then a year later is playing like the biggest fast world so like it is pretty remarkable stuff big like motivation for me to see like a friend of mine succeed like that oh so. yeah yeah no that's awesome i didn't know i didn't know you got to play live who have you actually got to play live with uh, I've played live with Cruella, um, uh, an EDM duo from Montreal called Adventure Club. They're awesome. And then uh, twice with Mashton Kutcher, once at Exchange LA. Okay. And then another time at this music festival near Toronto called Electric Elements. And that was actually a really sweet game. Oh, very cool. That's probably my favorite one. Yeah. So I want to do more stuff like that. Um, I have started to get some of my covers like officially licensed from the artists. So like I said... Um, you got to get creative and think outside the box with doing covers on YouTube because normally they'll be copyright claimed and yep. it's like $0 on that video. So what you can do is get them whitelisted. And that means that the artist has cleared it for you, like through the label. You uh, now have you have rights to the composition and sound recording. Wow. Okay. So I've been getting like official ones cleared from artists. Again, on the EDM thing, 
And uh, that's been really cool. Like I've been, I'm working on a pretty big one for an artist called Alan Walker. Okay. Uh, if you know the song, you know that song "Faded." It's like I'm faded. I do not. I'm telling you, so big. It's so. The only reason why I know any EDM artist is because of you. That's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) I take I take that as such a big compliment, dude. Oh yeah. Um. Uh yeah. So um, that's like probably what I'm really really excited about right now is getting like the official like studio stems from him, the official uh, artist approval and support for that video. That's very cool. Wow. Yeah, man. I'm trying to really capitalize on this niche, this guitar remix niche that no one else is really doing yeah well and uh so let me know i uh, sorry to cut you off there but i think that's where i oh, kind of wanted to go not only did you hit this niche you know audience that you mentioned but then so my question is the reason why i guess i found it really really interesting and really cool is because when i think edm music i don't think instruments i don't think you know guitar players i don't think that kind of thing so when i see you doing these crazy just like the things you're doing with your hands are nuts when you're playing edm music especially and it's so unique that it makes me have like some kind of the word's not reverence but some kind of like respect for the music because you put an instrument that i love into making that music if that makes sense that's super man thank you that was like major compliment absolutely um that that's uh yeah that was like the interesting thing with it because i have heard um kind of behind the scenes of a lot of artists wanting to go that direction for example like the chain smokers have obviously gone that direction adding like live drums live guitar live piano stuff like that to their act and it's become more than like a dj act it's becoming like an arena act right super cool it's like going to see a band yeah exactly Um, yeah so i think that's like a really cool progression and i would love to see you know, other artists like Zed and guys like that go in that progression because I hope that I'm first in line. Yeah. For something. Like that. I'm, to- <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm totally joking. I'm totally kidding. But uh, that would be, that's like the goal, man. And I think it's really cool. Cause like you said, it appeals to someone like yourself who normally wouldn't really seek out to listen to that music. And you're like, Oh, you know what? Like this is actually pretty sweet. Right. Um, yeah. It could be really cool for, for a live show too. So yeah, because I think that's what I need. I think it's one of the reasons why I have trouble getting to rap music as well. I need some type of instrumentation. I need something there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just kind of the way I am personally. I know there are other people that are similar, but that's why I thought that was so incredibly interesting. What was your thought process when you decided, you know, I know you did like EDM music and you do like EDM music. What was the thought process? Did you think you were going to be able to do it? Did you hear it in the notes? Or did you just take a chance one day and go, okay, I'm going to try this, what was it, Cruella? Um, the first one I ever did is weird. It's just like, I was the girl that I dated like a really long time ago and I was just messing around with this like pop kind of electronic song okay. on guitar, but I'd never, I'd never done it before. And I just like, you know, picked the key, f- figure out the key of the song and started messing around with it trying to like emulate like the lead synths and melodies. And then she's like, that's really, that's really cool. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. Like, and it just kind of sprung from there. And I was like, man, I could be like, the one person or like one of the only people doing this yeah and just try and capitalize on it and oh man like that's the thing is i love rock and metal music too and that's why that's why i still do it all the time because like those are some of my favorite ones some of like the biggest crowd pleasers too like oh sure um like i said like got like a breaking benjamin video coming out soon yep i'm looking forward uh, yep oh pumped man you're gonna (laughs) like it it's um yeah so i don't know that's the the thing is that those have been beaten to death but everyone loves a good throwback tune like mm-hmm. 
uh, you, you can't compete with nostalgia. So like everyone loves that stuff. Right. And I still want to try and please as many people as I can. <laughs> I will never see, never say please everyone. Cause that's literally an impossible task. Impossible. But Impossible task. But <laughs> um, I don't know. Like I'm kind of talking in circles a bit, but I just want it to be like one of the only people doing something. And it's, yeah. it seemed to like gather some like really unique attention, especially from the artists. And that's what matters the most right. to me is when I get that artist push where they're like, damn, this is cool. Or I've never seen something like this before. So. Right. That makes That's sense. When I see you do covers of like, cause I obviously, I normally will gravitate more to the right. Like you just said, I am very much looking forward to the Breaking Benjamin one. You've been doing some Bring Me the Horizon as well. I guess I understand why they might not invite you out because they already have guitarists. But I would think that you make the songs always better too. So to me, it doesn't make any sense. If Breaking Benjamin's doing a stadium tour, which they are, and they see an amazing cover of what you're doing, why wouldn't they invite you out to do like a come out and do like a couple of like really awesome solos? Like that doesn't make much sense. Man, to me. I we'll see, man. Um, because they uh they followed me on Twitter recently. Oh, that must they have been awesome. A lot of people. Right, right. It pretty pretty cool. So I was like, oh man, I, I didn't do the video because of that I actually that actually happened after I'd shot the video. So I was like, oh, this is like this could be like the cool push I need because I can actually send them like a direct message now. Yes. So yeah, we'll see. Because you've covered them before as well. Yep. Um, man, need that blue check mark real bad. That's a pretty invaluable thing on on Twitter. How long have you been trying for? My entire life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you're oh, not man. verified. There is no way I'm getting verified, so I'll just have Man, to. I don't know because there's 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 some motherfuckers out there with like ten followers that are verified. So I don't know what to say, what to really say about that. <laughs> um, I tried that. Okay, so they're doing some weird shit now. Um, they rolled out like that application process. Mm -hmm. I got rejected every damn time, like wow. every single time, and uh, I tried every sales pitch in the book. I could not figure it out and you have to wait a month every time you get rejected too so it was like <laughs> once a month for a full year i was getting my heart broken right and uh what they're doing now i i've been reading up on it is they're trying to like open verification to the public so it's not going to be as like a prestigious thing anymore and i was like uh. don't do that like, so, <laughs> i was like don't do that because like right the cool thing is like um when twitter has always been the best way that i can like reach out to unless i have like a a direct contact or like a, a mutual contact right which even better but like if i don't have any sort of pre-existing relationship with them then getting reaching out to them on twitter has always been the best and like that retweet is so big very true um getting that that verified tick like if you're trying if i'm trying to reach out to a big artist like zed for example guys mm -hmm. got like eight million followers um then you get into a special thing with them where they can see their replies and mentions just from verified accounts right right and that is invaluable to have it's really good very true you can do what other people do and just buy tons of followers maybe that'll work yeah when you got like 200k followers and one favorite because everyone cares about what you have to say yep. i love i love seeing that all the time with other podcasts it's so funny when you look at who is actually interacting just like all of a sudden they just it's it's their first month of podcasting and all of a sudden they have yeah. 100k followers like oh, okay that's legit that's legit super silly dude you you've worked you've worked hard as hell to like organically build that stuff man and oh, it yeah. shows yeah that was the plan i mean i don't know i want to be as like 
I like playing a character every once in a while. I like doing comedy and all that kind of stuff. But in general, especially when I'm doing this, it's legitimate. You know, I just want something real. So I always felt that I'd be tricking people to be on the show. You know what I mean? Like if I just bought followers, why would that be the reason why any band wants to come on and talk? You know? It is always like glaringly obvious that someone's done something shady, though. Yeah. No, that's very true. If if you do, it's like, okay, the only people that would be fooled by that are the same people that only read news headlines and then make a conclusion to the oh, story. So then like, every single the person in America. Person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All of you Americans. And that's why I made the separation of Canadian and American. Oh, so, sorry. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I had to. Oh, that was good. But yes, that verification thing, that is huge. And I can't believe you don't have it, but Twitter's been weird. I see random bands that still don't have verification. It doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, yeah. Man, I, yeah, I have friends of mine that are like over 100K followers that don't have it. It blows my mind. So, yeah. So, weird. Man, so uh, I signed a new guitar deal. Yes. Sorry, I was waiting. I didn't know if you wanted to do that like at the end or something. So yeah, tell me about it, please. Um, I can't. Oh. <laughs> so curses, what a tease. I'm just, I'm just being an asshole. <laughs> um, so I, it's funny because uh, when we were on the the Facebook Live attempt to this, yeah, you, you could see that I just got my first custom guitar in today, and you could see the box on the other oh, side of my fridge over there. Damn, I was like, I was like, shit, that could be kind of funny. Because this isn't going to be – that's why I was asking you about your turnaround yeah, time because right. my, my announcement for this is going to be in about three weeks. Oh, okay. So I was All like, right. oh, I was like, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Um, but just to play it safe, um, yeah, I actually – I can't mention who I've signed with. It's not ESP. My uh, contract with them is done. Okay. And okay. I have signed a new contract, but oh. I'm really, really hyped about it. And it's like full custom guitars, and I got to design like the first Coral and custom. So wow. I'm so pumped. It ju- it just came in today. It's actually on my couch right now. Oh, but congrats, man! That's amazing. Thanks, buddy. That is really I'm so amazing. pumped. You have beautiful guitars all the time. Thank you, man. They are so like the pictures you take with them. They're amazing. <laughs> I'm a mediocre guitar player, and mine barely leave where I have them. But as an art piece a guitar is beautiful by itself it is man it's it's they're like truly like works of art um i'm a big guitar porn advocate <laughs> i look at it every day <laughs> sometimes twice a day if you know what i mean and I do. uh I do. <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> um so yeah i don't know man like that's i've always been so fortunate to like i've oh dude it's 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 grown so much like there's this guitar in my studio that's in a glass case it's yeah. my Ibanez S series prestige and I worked at a coffee shop when I was like 14 till when I was 16 and I remember an entire summer I saved up and I spent all of my money on this guitar because oh, um, awesome. it was it's the same guitar that Dragon Force played and I was like, <laughs> obsessed with them at the time and I was like dude this will make me like shred so much better oh yeah and uh I was all about it I bought man that guitar was like so much money at the time too it's, it's like less now but um spent all on that thing and then I just I made my first probably 40 YouTube videos on it wow. and then I got signed with that ESP deal and that was just like insane. I remember getting like my first sponsor and that was my first sponsor ever was EMG Pickups which was like a huge deal to me because I was like man like Zach Wild plays that yes. Kirk Hammett from Metallica plays EMG like huge names on it and I was just blown away. I always wanted EMGs as a kid mm-hmm. and 
I got that and it seemed like I like you know you get one door like shit what's next and then they all just start like rolling in because you're like with such a reputable name and you're you know putting out as much content as you can um but getting the first one was a massive struggle because oh. I didn't even know where to start man I was just this kid making videos on the internet right and then it just came out of nowhere so kudos once again to you for knowing oh, what you did me. well yeah not only kudos for you know and congrats for the new deal but then also to have the foresight to know that you worked so hard for that guitar and you did so much with it at the beginning to put it in glass and have it there so you can always remember what you started as sentimental value man sentimental value that guitar is just huge to me no i agree look i have my very first ibanez i took to get autographed by zach wild that's so sick yeah i have that all cased up that is so cool man totally with you i'm totally with you so let me ask you this then for the process of customizing this new guitar and this new deal what were the process steps for that like what did you get to do Man, have you ever seen a custom guitar order form before? I have not. I, I have yeah, not. Yeah, e either had I, and they are, like, massive. It's, like, so much. I am not that much of, like, a guitar build nerd, okay. but I am now. Yeah. Because, like, I saw it, and it was, like, nine to ten pages of just, like, every little detail you can imagine. And wow. I was like, this is so cool, but I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> like, half of the stuff, like, okay, I didn't even know that a fretboard radius was a thing that you could choose. And gotcha. there was so much cool stuff that i got to pick about this guitar so essentially what i did is i found this really dope custom finish online and i i was like i want my guitar to look like that mm -hmm. aesthetically so we made it really similar to this uh reference photo i sent in we took the um fingerboard and like all of like the playability for my purple esp yeah added that and then little details of my ibanez like the uh kind of like razor headstock and like it's got like all the tuning pegs on the top so we basically i made like this ultimate guitar of like my three favorite guitars of all time and it that's was awesome so so sick man because i could like literally when it came to the playability of like that's the most important part right um i looked up all the specs on my e2 and i because i love that guitar so much and i was like man i'm just gonna copy all the playability make this really badass looking thing and then throw in like a little like throwback for my ibanez on it, oh, it was really, really cool that's awesome it was sweet man so what do you have i mean obviously You've unboxed it. You're ready to go. You're going to be announcing everything. When you're doing your first video with it and you're really filling it out, what does the company expect from you to show off of that guitar? Like, what does it mean to be sponsored by them? Um, yeah, without like spoiling too much because you know i still do got to make the announcement right. and stuff and i don't want to get into too many de details about like what the contract is sure. it is an exclusivity contract so i am exclusively going to be playing this brand completely okay with that they have such a kick-ass team they like have already been treating me amazing awesome um and that's all i'm really gonna say about it man because i got lots of details to to share with everybody that is completely fine gotta build the hype gotta build the hype build that hype and i was like oh man i'm doing i'm doing a podcast with ian and this is actually going to come out like around the perfect time uh, that I'm, I'm launching this announcement. So yeah, yeah, it'll be cool. It'll be cool. We'll tease everyone a little bit and then they'll be able to get the official announcement, which will be awesome. Fuck yeah, man. That is really great. Killer. So let Thanks, me, man. let me go back uh, a second too. So I know you're a big breaking Benjamin fan. What did you think of their new album Ember? It is okay. So it's really good because everything like everything they've put out is like it's consistently really good mm -hmm. it it just sounds exactly like them you know what i mean like that nothing 
came out um, where it's like really thrown you off guard. But I I think that's what I do like about them a lot. Um, when they came back with uh, is it called Dust Till Dawn? Is that their album? Dark Before, Before Dawn. Song? Dark Before Dawn. Got it. Okay, I listened to the hell out of that album, and I I'm glad because they came back from a really big hiatus. And then hit you with like that classic Breaking Benjamin sound again, and it was oh, dude, I couldn't get enough of it. Right. It was sick. <laughs> and um, I mean, same same thing with Ember too. Like, it, there's nothing really like t- out there where it's like oh, they like really changed their sound. Right. Um, I don't know. I I still have to listen to it a few more times. I've listened through it probably four or five times, but um, I do I do really like it. I'd probably give it like like an eight out of ten. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think. In a time where so many bands are going out of their way, it seems, to change their sounds completely, it's actually yeah. really nice to have a band stay it consistent, cool. right? Like That's the way I looked at it. Is mm-hmm. That album basically had something from every album they've ever done. That's true. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. So I enjoyed that. I didn't need are them. You a, Go ahead. Are you a Bring Me the Horizon fan? I am. Very much so. But you, go ahead. Did you like their latest album? I mean, it's like, dude, I can't believe it's like three years old. Now. Yeah, I know. Uh, right? But that's the spirit. I did. But here's the debate that I get in with a lot of people. For me, their, what I would consider their masterpiece album is Sepaturmal. Yeah, it's a breakout album. I mean, I was a fan before, not as much when they were more the deathcore where, you know, like Ollie could not sing whatsoever. I wasn't as much a fan of that, but when they, you know, when they brought out, and I always forget the entire title of the name, but there's a hell I've seen it. There's a heaven. Let's keep it a secret. Yeah, that was a really good album, but they didn't hit until Sep Eternal because that, to me, I don't think there's a bad track. I don't think there's a bad anything on that entire album. Man, I I, I fully agree with you. Um, my favorite album for them is actually that's the spirit. I that's sure. my masterpiece album for them, but Sep Eternal is a masterpiece album and it's like a massive gout like game-changing album when that came out man so many bands like started to really copy them right um and i remember i was in a band at the time that was run by the same management uh as crown the empire and it it didn't end up going anywhere it doesn't really matter but (laughs) uh i remember talking a lot with the guys about man like bring me the horizon is doing something so kick-ass right now and like that's the move like they're really that's something new. Right. And uh, it did so well for them. And like, then they did, uh, after That's the Spirit came out, they did this like live orchestral integrated DVD at the Royal Albert Hall. That is these, man, I remember coming downstairs and my friends were watching that DVD. I was like, oh man, I'm just going to watch one song. I ended up sitting there watching the entire thing. Yep. I was just like in awe the entire time. I thought that was the sickest DVD I've ever seen. I bought the deluxe version of that. I watched the movie. It's so I, good. It's literally the best thing I've ever seen. Like, I go to live shows all the time. I can start naming mm-hmm. some of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my life. For a video capturing a live event, that is the best live performance I've ever seen. It's so freaking good, man. It really is. It's so damn good. And that was a great mix because they did, you know, you know, Sep Eternal and they did That's the Spirit. I love That's the Spirit a lot. The problem is, though, every band now is copying that sound. Mm-hmm. And that came out three years ago, and people are still you know, copying that and riding their coattails. Like, guys, like, Bring Me the Horizon are going to come out with something even more brand new. Maybe it'd be better to focus on doing your own thing than trying to just yeah. copy them, you know? 
I follow uh, a couple of the guys in the band on Twitter and like Jordan fish is a, like a big part of their production. Yep. And I remember recently someone tweeting them being like, Hey, like when's, when's new music come out? And he quoted the tweet and he said, I wish I knew. <laughs> and I was like, no, yeah. oh, I need something new from you guys. Cause I'm covering avalanche in 2018 and I really need some fresh stuff for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen some of your covers you've done for them, and they're always great. And I, I mean, like I said, love that album for sure. But yeah, I, I don't know if people know enough about that live version at Royal Albert Hall. People need to get oh, on that if they haven't phenomenal. seen it. It's phenomenal. It really it's is phenomenal, dude. They, they did a live video. They posted on their official YouTube channel where they did Drown live at uh, I think it's O2 Academy. Oh yeah. And it is, dude, I watched, like, I watched that with my friend Kyle, and I literally had chills watching that video, because I was like, dude, these guys are, like, changing the game for bands in this scene, like, so much. They, like, they've broken out of that scene. Yes. Like, they're, they're, they're crushing it. So, yeah. Need, need some new stuff, like, ASAP, if you guys are ever going to listen to this. <laughs> oh, no. Ollie loves the show. He's a super fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, like, one of my big gets, if I could is Ollie rarely does any interviews. But I would love to have That's him true. do an in-depth, like, you know, like hour, hour and a half. But that kind of stuff doesn't happen. Plus, a lot of the, you know, if you want to start naming people that are, like, have been huge in the scene for, like, 15, 10, 15 years, they all want money to be on the show as well. And that's yeah, just... for sure. I don't know. That's almost like the whole buying followers type thing, you know? Uh, I don't think so. No? It's, it, um, you definitely... Like it would, um, it's the same thing, you know, uh, if you were, had a song and you really wanted like a kick-ass feature on it, uh, uh, let's true. say I wrote a song and I want to get Haley Williams to sing on it, but she's going to charge me a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> um, you know, you get what you pay for. Right. Now that's, so. that's very true. <laughs> yeah. I should reach out to Franz and see how much he's charging yeah. for those features. <laughs> Man, that'd be super sick. And like, as I don't know. It depends on what your agreement is with them, but if the, if it's part of your uh, agreement, whatever, to for them to repost it, oh, man, that's yeah. actually that actually is like uh, an invest or an advertisement opportunity for you too. Yeah, yeah. So. No, that's what I would definitely. If that was something like I don't even know. I know like like Franz comes to mind because I know he puts out like a lot of feelers for people. He's like, hey, I've got all this time. Like, who wants to do you know feature or whatever? So I know he does them. I wonder how much he charges for that because if that meant, you know, you pay an extra $500 or something for him to repost, that money pays for itself. I mean, that's exactly, man. Yeah. See, that is like a good paid thing because like you're actually going to be, you're going to be appealing to people that you care about. It's not like buying uh, spam followers from like Indonesia or something. Exactly. It's like, like actually like a good engagement. No, that's very um, true. Fuck, I had a good point to make but i completely <laughs> lost my train of thought. i probably just railroaded you and talked over you dude no no <laughs> not at all man <laughs> no good let's do this then let's talk about the patreon because that's very new and i know you've done a lot of interaction with that how's that going so good man um i absolutely love all the people on that platform the coolest thing about patreon it's not necessarily like the financial aspect of it but it's the fact that it's all of like your sickest supporters like in one one place right, right so like i'll post something on patreon and they'll all just be like super hyped because like they get to see it early or they get to see stuff no one else gets to see like i post like photos and videos that are like you know gonna hit instagram and youtube early for them but like with unique stuff so um 
For example, uh, do you, have you ever heard of the show Hot Ones on YouTube? I have not. Spicy Wings interview show. Super sick. You got to check it okay, out. Okay, um, I will. So they have this uh, it's this segment on it, part of the interview. It's called Explain That Graham. And he like brings out a laptop and he picks like a photo from the, the celebrity's Instagram page that needs like context to it. They're like, yo, so like what's the story behind this picture? And I've been kind of doing that with like some of my old photos and stuff for my people on Patreon. Oh, and then okay. I'll like post it on Instagram being like, yo, I just did like a story time post for Patreon. Um, you guys can go check it out and I'll do some of them for free. Right. Uh, just so people can see like what it's all about. And I thought that was like a sweet idea because a lot of my patrons, like they engage really well with that. And they're like, man, we want more of these. We want like some personal stories. We want stories about like an artist that you've met or like how you got involved with this person or something like that. And some of them are people that create on YouTube and they're just like genuinely interested on. Oh, that's very cool. Things like that. So, yeah. So I've been, I'm trying to come up with more like creative and unique ideas because I want to put like my, like some of like my most clever ideas that are good on a small scale on a Patreon. Right. Um, but it's sweet because those are all like all the best people in one place, man. Patreon's like uh, an amazing idea. I'm so glad it's a thing. Yeah. Now, how much time do you think you spend on it? Like, is it a significant, you talk about, you know, uploading to YouTube and whatnot. How much time are you spending on Patreon itself as well? Um, the launch was super stressful, but I got to work directly with uh, Patreon's team. They have, out of any company I've ever worked with, the sickest support team. Like, oh wow! What they they engineered my entire page for me, so it's unique. Like, if no one else has a Patreon like me, we made like custom uh, features and stuff to it that only I have. So that was really cool. Very cool. And then when I when I launched it, they sent me like the most adorable video message of like their entire like dev team being like, Hey, cool. Like congrats on your launch and stuff. And I was like, I love you guys. That's <laughs> awesome. so cool. Wow. That yeah, makes me feel really good sweet, about that. Man. Patreon kicks ass. Look, I'll have links in the description of the episode at the end, but what is your Patreon link for right now? Oh, it's just uh, my name. Patreon.com slash Cole Roland. Okay. Like I said, I'll have links at the end, but it's nice. People might, you know, cool, actually man. just go from there. So now I am a company. So now I just opened my Patreon as well, but I have to actually put work into it. And then mm -hmm. hopefully that will be more interesting as well, because right now it's just no tears and people are just giving me some money. Yep. So, Dude, that is, I, I can give you my best advice is like put solid work into Patreon and like treat those people like they're gold because they are. Yes, and like I the, totally the people that, are, you know, are willing to go above and beyond for you, man, you got to go above and beyond for them. And yep. it'll make like the sickest community. Like my Patreon community is awesome. And like, you just got to love those people because they're the best. Right. No, that's why I love. And one of the things I've been talking to, you know, fans of the show about is one of the big things I want people to do. Like I don't ask people for very much. I just, you know, put stuff out. What I want people to do is when they hear this conversation, you know, when they hear a band on that they either didn't know they were going to like or they already liked and they really enjoyed what we talked about, to actually reach out to the artist and let them know. Because I think that's one of the biggest things you can do. It's very similar when you talk about getting, you know, an artist, an EDM artist or someone to retweet your covers because you actually you're letting them know you're a fan. Man, big it, uh, reciprocating that kind of stuff is so massive. Yep. Um, it like really, really goes a long way. Like the smallest things, man. Um, for example, uh, there's this one um, channel on Twitter. Uh, they're from Spain, but they have like, a really, really good following. And they're one of the characters in this show they produce, like as a guitar player. So 
I've tracked like guitar parts for their anime a couple times oh, just for cool. free. Yeah, yeah. For free. And like they've reposted my stuff on their Twitter and they have like helped me so big, man. Like some of my covers have blown up on Twitter just because of them. That's awesome. And I was like, oh man, to, to the creator of that show, I was like, hey, like what size shirt are you? Like I'll send you some shirts and like guitar picks and stuff for free just like for helping me out. And it like made their day. Like little things <laughs> like that are so big, man. No, it's very true. That's why one of the things, that's why I was so impressed with your merch. I'm also going to be starting merch as well. It's so crazy. I mean, look, I've been, yeah. I've been doing this for over three years, and I'm now starting to do merch. <laughs> Dude, no, don't don't even think that that's that bad, man. Like, that is completely normal. <laughs> Good. Okay. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of work too. It's a lot, man. Launching merchandise is a lot of work, but it's super fun. Yeah, that's and that's the thing. I mean, I would love to see people at a concert or something wearing an Ian Hate shirt. Oh, that'd be so sick. Yeah, that's just very cool. I, I always enjoy stuff like that. But I guess what I put my focus in is talking to people like you, talking to people I legitimately have good conversation with. That's what I focus all my time in. And then you realize there's so much stuff going on around that you're completely missing out on if you don't focus on that other stuff as well. It's very, man, that is – you nailed it 100%. That's very, very true. Bam. Got it. Well, let me ask you – I. I got a lot of my main questions done that I wanted to know about. What else is going on in your no life? Worries, I mean, look, we're both chemical engineers. You got your new studio. You're living in a new place now. Like, what's going on in your regular life? Um, what's going on, man? Uh, I have two major photo shoots coming up. Um, all thanks to thanks to my patrons, man. I have I have the necessary funds to reinvest into like some of the most badass photographers I know. So cool. I'm pumped for that. I'm doing like a full, um, basically revamp of my social media. Cause I did sign that new guitar deal. So I'm looking to do that all as like one big fluid launch. Nice. Um, I got, I was so busy at the start of this year, man, like, uh, in January with like Nam and doing some stuff mm -hmm. in LA that I got out of the gym. I'm back into the gym. So I feel <laughs> way better about myself now. Right. Uh, well, you got those photo shoots coming up. Yeah, you got that's that's always the motivation, man. It's yeah. like, oh man, I, I I make sure I always have something important coming up that I want to look good for. Right. And then I remember that's why I need to go sweat my bag off for an hour. <laughs> so, um there's that, man, and then uh oh, there's there's so there's so much. I guess like personal life-wise, I'm just I'm always in that constant struggle and I'm sure you are too, trying to find that like perfect life balance, you yes. know, cuz like when you do get into a, a bit of a funk where you kind of feel like you're a bit down and stuff, um, I've been getting good at, at diagnosing like what, okay, like what, what's, what's making me feel down today? Is it like, I'm not working on a video or like, I'm not hit the gym enough. I'm not spending enough time with my friends and my family. It's like, okay, what, what am I lacking right now? And right. then you go do that and then you feel better and you can get back to, back to grinding it. So, yeah, um, I don't know. That's, that's it for me, man. Nothing too crazy. <laughs> well, what's good about what you just said is that you're at a point in your life where you can pinpoint what's going to make you happy. Because I think that's the problem that a lot of people have is they just don't know. They don't know what's going, like, at least for right now with me, and I'm probably going to have to do something that you had done earlier, which is like almost take a breather from things at some point. I'm literally just doing this. But last night I went to the Hawthorne Heights and Sienna Skies show. And I've had Sienna Skies nice. on. Yeah, it was lot of fun, but I was like, I need to get home because I need to finish the weekly music show. But I was having so much fun actually living my life 
and talking to Sienna Skies and listening to Hawthorne Heights in the background that I didn't get home yeah. until like midnight. And then I put another three hours into the show. And being a chemical engineer, I have to be at work at 6 a.m. Fucking happens. It does. <laughs> it happens all the time. It's life. And that's why I never complain about it. I'm just like, that's the way it goes. And then look, I didn't have that much energy today until I turned on mics and started talking to you because this is what I enjoy doing. Word, dude. We had a really good conversation today, actually. Um, this is uh, exactly what you just said is why coffee is so dope. I have never had coffee before. What the fuck? Ever. <laughs> I know, right? That was the exact right answer to that. <laughs> Man, what is wrong with you, dude? Well, whoa, Cole. We don't have hours and hours to go over that. All right. Man. Yeah, slippery slope. <laughs> yes, that would be a slippery slope. But yeah, man, never had coffee before. I don't know. I just never wanted to be one of those people that was like, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. Oh, uh, that's uh, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's me. That's perfect. That was perfect. Um, yo, uh, let's wrap this up with a would you rather. Oh, uh, do you have a would you rather then? Would you rather eat Skittles every meal and like consume no other food? You can drink water. Eat Skittles every meal for a week straight mm -hmm. or not wipe your ass for a week? Well, one of those I do on a regular basis. What? What? <laughs> I'll let people decide on which one that was. No, I, I fucking love Skittles. I would easily. First of all, I don't like feeling dirty. So... Maybe this one was a little bit too easy for me, but I would definitely do the skills. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's pretty easy. Pretty Okay, I got one for All you. Right. All right. Um, would you, you're like, dude, this is going to get real bad. Um, <laughs> would you rather watch your parents bang every day for the rest of your life or Whoa. join in once to stop it? Wow. Uh, that one's a lot tougher than the Skittles one. Yeah, that's a pretty hard one, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in more ways than one, Cole. Um, shit uh wow Yo, you don't have to answer that oh, okay all right well then you let i mean <laughs> then this game well can i throw it back at you do you have a favorite answer <laughs> yo yeah yo also feel feel free to cut that one if it's like too bad oh dude do you think i care about this shit i've said way worse okay by the way no no that actually brought up a good point because you just recently commented on a tweet that <laughs> you just put oh shit on the tweet that i said that actually happened by the way do you remember that? Fuck, I know I know, I did this. What was the tweet again? So my parents literally just went to Japan. Like, they got on a flight, and they, oh, text I know yeah, they texted me, and they go, hey, what do you want? I know you're a big anime fan. What would you like us to pick up for you? And I just literally wrote back to my parents, hentai. That's so sick. <laughs> <laughs> And the best is they like don't know what it is, so they just go, Yeah, no problem. They were like, We'll look into it. And I, I had to go text them back later and say, like, I mean, it's funny, but please don't do that. But yeah, man, I don't have any lines. There's no lines you can cross on this show. Cool. Oh man, I uh oh, I, I feel like it's it's funny to cross lines with my friends on social media, but like some people I only know through the internet, so like I don't know. And sometimes I just I have the comment typed out and I go, yeah. fuck it. And right. I post it. <laughs> and then uh my friend Owen, he's a really badass producer. He's been doing like official remixes for uh, like Marshmallow and the Chainsmokers and stuff. Oh and shit! He posted this like 
really dope picture of his uh, new home studio that he finished. And all I uh, commented on it was, that's just a glorified fap station that sometimes <laughs> produces a hit or two. And uh, he he replied to my comment and then he deleted it, but I didn't know why. And I was like, man, I'm sorry. And he's like, oh no, I had to delete it for another reason. Um, don't ever worry about crossing the line with me. And I was like, okay, cool. Oh, okay, that's good. Well, you really don't. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you've seen it as much. I mean, you write some really funny stuff on social media. I tend to get it because my name has hates in it, even though I really do focus on things that I love. It's a gimmick. People don't get that. So if I post something about a band, if I post like a joke post, people take it seriously and then they really get mad at me. And yeah. I've never really understood that because there are so many other people that do it all the time. Like, why are people offended? I have no idea, man. Dude, you got it. You do have to, in conclusion, title this episode Ian Hates Cole Rowland, though. Yes. Sick. That is going to be very easy to do. That's for sure. Right on, homie. Cole, I think I don't want to take up any more of your time. I think we're pretty good here. Why don't we go ahead and wrap things up and then we'll talk a little bit off air? Does that sound good? Sounds good to me, man. All right, buddy. All right. So I'm going to have all the links in the description of the episode. That way, everyone can support you and everything you do. Obviously, like you said, you're going to have way more cover videos coming out. You've got the new guitar deal you're going to be rolling out. You've got Patreon. For right now, though, what is the best way for people to support you? Um, the best way is on YouTube and Patreon if you want to go above and beyond. But YouTube is my central hub for everything. Awesome. Well, Cole, man, it was two plus years in the making or around two years in the making. I'm so glad we can do this. You're obviously invited on anytime you want. This is always really fun talking with you. So thank you so much for coming back on the show. Long time coming, man. My pleasure. Absolutely.
All right, everyone, and I am back. You just heard a medley of Zed songs done by Cole Rowland. Straight up guitar. Fucking awesome. One of the coolest things is you can easily listen to everything that Cole Rowland does, but if you really want to also see how talented he is, go to his YouTube, go to his Patreon, go to his website, check out his videos he does. As you heard in the conversation, he has a brand new studio. It is mesmerizing to see him play the guitar. It's pretty much masterful. Can't say enough good things about Cole. I hope you all enjoyed that. I had a lot of fun, even with the fail game of Would You Rather, but I hope we get to do that again. For now, though, make sure you support Cole in everything he does. I have links in the description of the episode so you can join his Patreon. You can get those really cool guitar picks. You can get guitar tabs. So much stuff. Cole is one of the hardest workers out there. Thanks once again to Cole for coming on the show. He's obviously welcome back at any point. We always have a good conversation. And if you liked what you heard, make sure to follow the other links in the description of the episode to support me, Ian Hates. Thank you to everyone for their continued support. I'm so happy you enjoy the shows, especially with someone like Cole. Make sure to share this around. Reach out to him. Let him know how much you enjoyed him on the show, his guitar work, everything that he's doing. I know he'll appreciate it. And we're going to end with another track by Cole Roland. This is a cover of Riot by Three Days Grace. And it features none other than friend of the show, Lauren Babick. And I will leave you, the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>